Welcome to the Wesleyan Way. I mean, Wesleyan Airway with KWC President Tom Mitzel. The next few moments belong to Tom and special guest. Good day to you and welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a program where we discuss a variety of topics and meet a multitude of great and interesting people. Today I am privileged to host a distinguished colleague who is quite familiar to all the Kentucky Wesleyan College students, Ms. Rebecca McQueen-Rourke, the Vice President of Student Affairs. Hello, Becca. How are you today? I'm good, Dr. Mitzel. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Yeah. I want to start out, uh, you know most of the students on campus, and, and they speak very, very highly of you. Um, but for those of you who, for those who are not quite as familiar with you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your, your journey that got you to Kentucky Wesleyan College, and what it means to you? Yeah, of course. So I actually was born in Kentucky, but not raised here because my dad was a Marine. Grew up in North Carolina, went to the University of North Carolina for college. Was a horrible undergraduate student until I sort of found my niche as a work study in residence life and got really involved there. My grades went up. And I remember my supervisor at the time saying, you know, what do you want to do with a psychology degree? I don't know. So she said, you know, you could actually do this for a living. And so I had enjoyed my time so much um, planning programs for other people and events on campus. And so from there, I went to graduate school at Appalachian State and got my master's in college student development. And since then, I have found myself working at small private colleges for 16 years. So Meredith College in Raleigh, Elon University in Elon, North Carolina, Um, Pfeiffer University right outside of Charlotte and now at Kentucky Wesleyan. And so I originally came here to be the director of the sophomore experience in 2014 and then transitioned into the student services job. Well, that's great. And you talk about the importance of you were having a little bit trouble finding yourself in college until you found an activity. Obviously, I've spoken about that with myself as well, that a lot of what we learn at college, classes are extremely important, but what you do outside of the classroom often dictates uh, what you gravitate toward in in your undergraduate career. Have you taken that with the, the importance of that experience to you? Do you take that to the students with whom you speak as well? Yeah, um, definitely. I think, you know, for me, I had been a really good student in um, high school. And then when I got to college, I just sort of struggled and floundered. I didn't know how to study and those kind of things. So I was really not good at um, managing my time. You know, you get to college and there's all this free time that you have. And I think for students who are just going to class and then going back to their room, they don't really know how to manage that. And so that's why I try to get students connected as much as they can um, on campus, um, both to each other and so through the relationship and that that they build, but also to the faculty and staff who are advisors of student organizations, um, because they can be really good mentors for them and help them find their way in their path. But there's just so many skills that students learn from being involved on campus um, that employers are definitely looking for right now. No, that's great. And and it, it just shows the, the importance of, of really believing that you're campus is really a small city and right. you want to be a part of that city. You don't want to be a shut in with all the activity that is taking place. Right. So that, well, and, that's, you know, and I went to a huge school and so it took me forever to find my niche. And so I always tell students that Kentucky Wesleyan is a place to know and be known. You're going to know your faculty. You're going to know the other students and then they're going to know who you are and what you're good at and what you're interested in. And so it's really hard to get lost here. And I even wish that I had looked at smaller colleges when I was looking for school because I think I would have done well as a big fish in a small pond. And I think that's easy to do at Wesleyan. So I think when we're growing up, we always think bigger is better. Uh, right. But often it is not. It's finding where you fit in best. So right. and that and that is great. Can you give me a quick overview of your job duties as a vice president of student affairs? What? How does a typical day or night 
look for you? What what, what does it entail? I, I know it's never the same. I was going to say a typical day or night would be hard <laughs> to describe. But um, as the vice president of student affairs and dean of students, um, I get to work with the great team that does a lot of the stuff that happens outside of the classroom at Wesleyan. So um, I work with our assistant dean of students and director of residence life, Lori Etheridge, who's over all the residence halls. So anything about living on campus. Um, Michael McComas, who is our director of student involvement. So that's any student organizations, student activities, Greek life. And then Terry Petzold, our counselor and Tanya Marksberry, our nurse. So a lot of the things that just the campus life fall under my um, purview, I guess you would say. Um, A typical day is probably going to find me hanging out in the Winchester Center, you know, checking in with students and talking to them. Um, Sometimes I do have to have student conduct hearings, but not very often if a student isn't following our policies. Um, But a lot of, you know, I advise our student government association. So working with them to make sure that they're representing the student voice and planning events and proposing things that are going to make student life better. Um, You know, a lot of meetings and programs and interacting with students on a regular day. And then in the evening, I'm, you know, I might be a judge at Kata Vital or um, just, you know, eating in the cafeteria to make sure I'm talking to students and seeing how their experience is going. But typical is hard to describe, to be honest with you. (laughs) With that, I would agree. I see you at all at different events whenever I'm somewhere. You're always there in the background, smiling and interacting with the students. Uh, So that is great. I want to move on a little bit to this year. And the COVID-19 virus really changed your job overnight in, in many aspects. And can you just tell me a bit about dealing with those issues surrounding the initial outreach to students and some of the early decisions and, and actions of, uh, around the students and, and what we were trying to do for the students. Right. Um, so, of course, we always are paying attention to the world and what's going on in that because we want to know um, that our students are safe and that we're doing everything to provide them the best experience and keep them safe. So um, early on, so probably mid-February, I actually started meeting with Josh Clary um, at another university in town. Um, and so he and I started talking about what kind of plans we have in place if COVID-19 were to wait, were, make its way to the United States. At that point, we hadn't really had many cases here. Um, that was about a month ago. Right. Yeah. It seems like a lifetime ago, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, and so students might have seen, you know, I think in mid-February, we sent out some emails and put some more signs around campus about making sure to wash their hands and stuff, a little, um, you know, covert things, not really um, drawing a lot of attention to what was going on because it just hadn't happened here yet. But after, you know, we started to see that it was coming to the United States, we started um, a COVID-19 response team that had a variety of people from around campus. Um, and we've met on a regular basis to, to make sure that we're doing the things that make the most sense for our community and to protect them. So... Specifically, I mean, do you want to talk about moving classes online or? Well, just some of the activities. I, I know there are still a number of students on campus um, right. and we the, the campus was left open for students to stay. Some have chosen to remain. Some have chosen to go home. So for those who have remained, what are some of the activities you've put in place and what we don't want our students on on a campus idle 24 hours a day we want to keep them busy and and you have done most of the programmings what are we continuing to do in those areas right well i think it's important also to say you know the reason 
that some people might not understand why we kept campus open is because we want to be that home away from home from our, for our students. And for many of our students, um, this is the best place for them to be. This is the place where they still have um, all the resources they need to be successful in their remote classes now. Um, this is the supportive community and just all those resources. Mm-hmm. So that was important for us. Um, they still have the dining hall and food and it just, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We are well, let's be careful with with we no longer have the dining hall because we cannot congregate for uh, dining for services. Dining right. Services. So they are they're they're, they're getting food <laughs> takeaway from Panther Cafe and Grill and the Panther Pantry. That is true. Yes, sir. Um, uh, but beyond that, some of the things that we're making sure we have for students, um, the student center is still open with proper social distancing put in place as far as tables and chairs. Um, and Michael McComas has done a great job on the COVID-19 website of the college. Uh, he's put together a whole list of different virtual programs and things that students can do. Um, and he's planned a couple of um, last week. I'm not sure if you saw, but there was a Mickey Mouse drawing contest. Yes. He sent out a YouTube video. Um, and so students, whether they're here or whether they're wherever their hometown may be, they have a way to be able to interact with each other and participate in those programs. Now, that is something actually Michael McComas this afternoon is on a webinar with NACA, which is the National Association of Campus Activities, um, because all of the colleges are trying to figure out ways to program for their students. So I'm excited for us to roll out more things for them to do virtually that's, and in person. That's wonderful. And you actually answered my my next question, which was with 190 students approximately on mm-hmm. campus, that number uh, is is changing a little bit every day. But the rest of the students are have chosen to remain at home. So you have a little bit of a split geographic area when it, mm-hmm. when it comes to looking out for the students and right. ensuring that they all get to the end of the semester in a positive fashion. So how, how has that changed what you do just with daily oversight? Right. Um, well, for the students who are away from campus or in their own town, in their own hometowns, um, one of the things that we're trying to do is just still know, help them know that Wesleyan cares about them and checking in with them. Uh, so I've been sending text messages to all of our students every couple of days, um, just to let them know that we care about them, um, and that it's an easy way for them to let us know, um, if there's an issue or just a question that they have. And so I have found the students just, you know, Generation Z is way more likely to respond to a text message than an email. Um, and so that's that's one of the ways that it's changed. But then also just making sure that our social media and all those things that students might t- tune into, wh- wh- no matter where they're from, are updated um, and meeting their needs. But our students are very vocal, and I think they feel very comfortable um, in talking to us and telling us what they need. So um, that's made this transition pretty easy honestly for us well and that's wonderful to hear and, and that's good and, and that's nice that the students continue to reach out when they have issues or just want to have their voice heard over a range of, of items that's nice so speaking of the students overall what have you found to be the student reaction and the changes just not just on campus but across the nation have been extremely disruptive so mm-hmm. how do you find the students are handling this situation I think overall, I have been impressed with the resilience of our students. Um, while it was obviously a shock and not ideal what what needed to happen as far as moving to remote learning and whatnot, our students have been pretty resilient um, and they're figuring out their way through it. Um, this transition to online courses for both students and faculty was not 
you know, the easiest thing to do. But from what I'm hearing back from our students, they're giving our faculty a lot of grace in that transition. um, And they're using all the resources because the Student Success Center is still available for them. They're communicating with their faculty. So overall, they seem pretty okay with it. Now, the seniors are probably the most disappointed um, just because there's a lot of those, quote, you know, last things that they thought were going to happen. Um, But we are doing our best as a, you know, college administration to make sure that we can still celebrate all of their achievements um, and give them the opportunity to celebrate each other. Um, you know, Oak and Ivy, we're going to be doing a virtual ceremony for that next week. Um, honors convocation, student involvement awards, our virtual commencement ceremony. So we want to make sure that all these things they've done over the you know last four or so years are still honored and they get that recognition that they deserve. And we can all come together in a virtual sense. Right. Which, which brings me to our next question, which is, I know it's difficult to look too far into the future, especially with what is mm-hmm. happening globally uh, when, when dealing with this type of pandem- pandemic. But as, as we are getting to the end of this semester and you begin to plan for the upcoming fall, mm-hmm. how are you looking at doing that planning? There's always that small chance for we're still virtual, but we're hoping we aren't. So how do you put in place that planning? How do you go forward? Well, right now we are planning as if August will be go time as usual. So actually right now we are in the middle of the SGA election process for 2020, 2021. Um, and so our students are going to be able to vote for that. And I'm going to plan on meeting with um, once those um, SGA members are elected, we're going to do some zoom meetings and have virtual meetings so that we can plan for next year and be up and running. And I know that, um, Matt Rewark and admissions who I happen to be married to. Um, we are planning <laughs> for thank you um, for our future Panther Day, and so nice. making sure that all those new students are still getting the same information and experience, so that when they do start here, hopefully in August, um, that they can have the same solid foundation that everybody else does. So right now we're just go ahead and plan for fall 2020 and we're ready to go. Wonderful, and I know you were discussing the seniors and how this semester is much more difficult on them than than the younger students because this is their only this is their last semester but there is going to be a commencement for them in the fall as well coming back and and placing that as part of homecoming so they can not only get the commencement that they should have had but they can also partake in their first their first homecoming as alumni right exactly that'll be a big weekend you're going to be prepared to take a lot of pictures that weekend so you need to make sure your hair and everything's on point because they want those pictures with their cap and gown and you shaking their hand with the diploma my pictures tend to come out a little fuzzy so they'll be all right (laughs) so as as we look at day-to-day planning and future planning and and virtual worlds which we have always told people to get off their phones, get off their computers, right. come out and talk to each other. Now we're going the Please the other way. Out. But as as we go through this this issue, what advice would you give to our students and community at this time? Oh gosh. I would just say to you know, maintain connections in any way that you can. I think relationships, you know, for me and for the Wesleyan community, relationships are really important. And so we have a lot of tools out there. And so make sure you're using those while also taking care of yourself. Um, and also to remember to give yourself a little grace. Um, this is a big transition. There's a lot going on in the world and it's very easy to get trapped in worrying about the what ifs. Um, but I'm all about controlling what you can control. And so right now, especially for our students, they can control the amount of effort that they're putting towards their schoolwork. Um, and you know how much time and energy they're putting into studying and they can also control how much they're communicating with their professors and those of us on campus and so i'm all about controlling what you can control 
but they can do it. I, I have full faith that our students are going to come through this just fine. So. No, and, and that's great. And I, I have the same faith in our, our students. I'm so proud of how they've already reacted. And, right. and I cannot thank you enough for how you've continued to help with their process through their undergraduate career. Um, so as, as we end the show, I just want to say thank you once again. And do you have any last thoughts? Oh my gosh, no. I just, I love my job. Um, I always tell, you know, parents and families at admissions things that I came to college and never left. And, you know, I mean, there's stuff I have to do that I wouldn't have ever done in college, but, um, <laughs> I, I love my job. I, I love working here. I think the Wesleyan way, you know, that is a real thing that's integrated into everything we do. And I just love that I can walk through campus and actually know our students and who they want to be and where they want to go and get the opportunity to help them get there. So. Well, that's great. We were a little less than a, a month away from graduation, and I still love seeing the students who are on campus, and I, they, they are getting outside. They're exercising a little right. bit. They're keeping their social distance. Right. Six feet. <laughs> but, but everybody is beginning to learn how to make the best of this situation until, until it passes by. Right. So, Becca, thank you one more time. This yeah, has been you. such a wonderful, wonderful this talk. Nice. This was my shining moment because Derek never lets me on the radio. So this might be the debut for my career. That's going to get edited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Wesleyan Airway with Dr. Tom Mitzel on WKWC 90.3 FM.